Hi, welcome to Ask a Pastor. I'm Rayshawn Graves, and I'm the pastor of West End Baptist Church in Richmond, Virginia. And today I want to try to answer the question of how do we keep peace with people in such divided times? It doesn't take much for us to look around in both this year and last year, in 2020 and 2021, and see that we're really living in some pretty divided times. We're divided because of the pandemic, racial tensions divide us, political allegiances divide us. We're divided when it comes to the information we choose to believe and even receive from others. Most recently, our nation witnessed the fruit of a deep division displayed as a mob of insurrectionists stormed the Capitol building in Washington, D.C. Now, this kind of division is by no means new to our fallen world, and it's never easy to deal with, especially when it impacts our relationships, whether it's with our spouses, our parents, or our children, our friends, our co-workers, and our neighbors. And so maybe it's not so much that people have become divided. Maybe it's that people have been divided, and now we're just seeing these divisions rise to the surface and fill our relationships with tension that we never knew was there. That's possibly one of the places where this question of how do we keep peace with people in such divided times is ultimately coming from. We're relational beings and everyone from the extrovert to the introvert wants peaceful relationships and interactions with those whom we're around. And whenever we're disagreeing, even intensely disagreeing about major or minor things, it affects us both personally and relationally. So how do we keep the peace? Well, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14 says to strive for peace with everyone and for the holiness without which no one will see the Lord. Romans chapter 12, verse 18 says, if possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Well, before we get to the how, what exactly is the peace that we're trying to keep? Well, what we usually mean, either consciously or subconsciously, when we're talking about keeping peace is the absence of tension, which means that we're usually on good terms with everyone as long as no skeletons are uncovered, no elephants or donkeys in the room are addressed, and we avoid the controversial subjects as much as possible. But in times like these, that's not really an effective strategy, is it? The effort that it takes in avoiding conflict might actually cause us more stress than addressing it head-on at times. So what is peace? Well, in short, it's what the Bible calls shalom, the reality of perfect tranquility and goodness that God created this world to experience in the beginning. And even though we've messed that up, shalom is the reality that God is moving this entire fallen created order towards at the end. Shalom is this big picture of salvation. It's peace with God through the forgiveness of our sins and fellowship with Him. And it's peace with people because God will do away with all of the sin that destroys our relationships. Now that seems really big when all we want is to just get along with people, right? But as followers of Jesus, that's our hope. That God is working towards that now and will establish it fully and finally one day. Striving for peace with everyone is living in a way that points everyone that we encounter to this hope of God's peace ruling one day. So what usually happens when division comes between us is that we're choosing a side about something that we believe is right or true over and against an idea or a person that we believe is wrong or is in error. And that can be a good thing sometimes. It's good to stand up for truth and righteousness and justice as God's word defines those concepts and ideas. Sometimes peace means picking a side, but that can get personal too when we're disagreeing or refuting someone. And that's usually when we start canceling people, silencing them, and even demonizing them in their positions and their perspectives. 
Again, it's not that we can't disagree and even do so vehemently and passionately at times. But if in our disagreement and opposition, we're elevating ourselves and downtrodding others because of how right we think we are and how wrong we think they are, then we'll end up treating our conflict like war instead of trying to pursue peace amidst differences or even speaking correctively to another human being created in God's image. Peace and pursuing peace, it means that that we're confident in the fact that God's in control. And that means that God's truth will win over lies and falsehood. God's goodness will prevail over evil and destruction. God's justice will correct every wrong and injustice. And the trajectory of God's peace has confronted the very thing, sin, that makes this world as messed up as it is. Pursuing peace means that we are resting in that reality, even when the world and our friends or the people around us look like they're going in the opposite direction. And pursuing peace means that we're engaging people out of that truth that God is in control. We don't have the power to change people's minds. We don't have the power to wipe out all sin and its implications from this world. And again, that doesn't mean that we just throw our hands up and disengage or just become passive in our convictions. But it might mean that the way we engage others who disagree with us looks different. We're coming from a place of peace, knowing that God is victorious and in control. And in our convictions about life in this world, we can point to that hope of God's peace that's coming while simultaneously standing up for God's truth and righteousness. Well, good day to you. It's Joel with The King Country dropping in to let you know that our brand new film, Unsung Hero, is in theaters now. It's Luke here. We've teamed up with the creators of Jesus Revolution to bring you this adventure of a lifetime. It's a powerful, true story about a family uniting, growing in their faith and facing the impossible together. In theaters now, unsunghero.movie for more information. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. way we engage other people, especially those who disagree with us or those on the other side of the division, it looks different. Peace is a posture. We are marked by peace. Jesus says this in the Beatitudes in Matthew chapter 5 verse 9, blessed are the peacemakers for they shall be called sons of God. So that's where the striving comes in. The striving that if possible, we are to live at peace with everyone. So what would it look like for you and I to be proactive in making peace and keeping peace with others? Proactively leaning into peace, not as an escape from conflict, but moving towards the division with it. Now that's not easy and the outcomes aren't certain. A lot of times it's messy and costly. That's why Paul and the writer of Hebrews tell us to strive and to run after this peace with intensity when it comes to pursuing peace. So what does that look like? Well, it might mean that we listen to others more instead of insisting on our own way. It might mean being open to correction and admitting that we're wrong or uninformed at times. 
it might mean that we see those we disagree with not primarily as representatives of an ideology or a party or an agenda, but primarily as image bearers of God. Striving for peace might mean amicably going in different directions from someone who disagrees with us. For others, and I don't mean this in a, in a judgmental way, it might mean listening to the advice in Proverbs and avoiding the fool, not in arrogance or in, in a self-righteous way either. Striving for peace might mean to keep scrolling sometimes when it comes to our social media feeds. Furthermore, striving for peace means standing up for righteousness and truth at a personal cost to yourself. Striving for peace might mean losing relationships sometimes when you take God's side. Sometimes it's striving for peace that actually causes division. Whatever that looks like for you and whether it results in relational victories or losses, Jesus says that those who are marked by this striving for and keeping peace are blessed. It means that they're happy, they're content. And taking this posture of peace in the midst of division ultimately points to the source of all peace, our our God. And when we respond in this way to division, it means that our DNA is like God's. Again, Matthew chapter 5 verse 9 calls us the children of God, sons of God. And isn't this different from the peacemaking that looks to earn the favor of others or the peacemaking that tries to avoid being disliked? See, it's out of our being accepted before God and experiencing peace with him that we can pursue peace with others without fearing our acceptance or rejection. And so that's what it means for us to strive for peace, not necessarily to achieve a peaceful result at the end as the end goal or or even to eliminate division, because that won't always happen. Peace won't always be possible. We're called to take a posture of peace as an ongoing disposition towards division, because more than anything, this is the posture that Jesus took with us. When we experience probably the greatest division anyone could experience, being divided from God, Jesus proactively and peacefully moved towards us by by coming into a world that would eventually reject him. And he listened to us. He loved us. He was patient with us in our ignorance and our irrationality. He spoke the truth to us and, and didn't beat us over the head for believing lies and not knowing better. As the Prince of Peace, he came to confront and destroy the sin that causes this world so much turmoil and so much division. And he's not just an example that we're trying to emulate. Jesus is the reason that we have peace with God. And it's because of his posture of peace that you and I can strive to live peacefully with one another, if possible. Jesus achieves peace for us with God and with each other by living perfectly when we lived imperfectly by dying sacrificially for our sin and being resurrected powerfully for our peace and acceptance with God forever. And so if God can take a posture of peace with us through Jesus, then you and I, we can strive for peace in the midst of our divisions, no matter how messy they might be. That's all I've got for today. I hope you've been encouraged and I pray that we'd all be marked by being people of peace in a world filled with division. Grace and peace. I'll see you next time. Ask a Pastor is a production of Life Audio and the Salem Web Network. If you enjoyed this episode, would you take a minute and leave us a rating and review it in your podcast app? It really does help more listeners find the show. This episode was produced by Kelly Gibbons and Stephen Sanders. Special thanks to Stephen McGarvey for his executive oversight. You can find more faith-affirming podcasts like this one by visiting lifeaudio.com.
Our world can feel chaotic and uncertain, but we don't have to live enslaved to fear. Christ has promised me and you his peace, and throughout scripture has provided powerful tools and practical steps to help us experience greater freedom. I'm Jennifer Slattery, lead host of the Faith Over Fear podcast, inviting you to join me and my team as together we learn how to starve our fears and feed our faith. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com or wherever you access podcast content.